Hello everyone, I hope this finds you in good health. Welcome to Ha'igaret, or The Message, a unique journal of original and plagiarized Jewish thought, in the merit of my grandfather, Benjamin Aryeh Ben Meir, and for a refuah shlema, a complete healing for Esther Batsipora. We continue with the story of Avraham Avinu this week in Parsha Ve'era. Three days after his Brit Milah, his circumcision, Avraham is visited by three men who are actually angels. One of these angels tells Abraham that he and his wife Sarah will finally have a child of their own in a year, when they are at the ages of 90 for Sarah and 100 for Abraham. When Sarah hears this news, she laughs. Betitchak Sarah. Surprised that a pregnancy is possible even when Abraham is so old. Vadoni Zaken. But my husband is so old. When Hashem retells the situation to Abraham, notice the difference. Hashem says that Sarah laughed saying that she is old, and I am old, v'ani zakanti, not what she originally said, v'adoni zaken, referring to Avraham's old age. Rashi, Rabbi Shlomo Yitzchaki, points this out, explaining that God rephrased Sarah's concerns to preserve the harmony between Avraham and Sarah. God didn't want Avraham to feel like their barrenness was his fault. So what do we learn from this? To lie? No, we learned that 100% authenticity isn't 100% the right choice 100% of the time. On his podcast, Work Life, psychologist Adam Grant tackles a lot of subjects. In April, he made an episode on a topic I really like, authenticity. He explains that our culture used to be all about only bringing your best self to work, but now, with the trend of Silicon Valley companies encouraging self-expression, we are changing. Studies show that feeling like you can be yourself at work increases productivity and leads to less frequent burnout. But there's also evidence that the more you focus on yourself at work, the less effective you are. So where are we going wrong with our authenticity? Adam Grant gives three tips. The first level of authenticity is emotional vulnerability. People like to see this, it humanizes you, but not always. Emotional vulnerability only works if you've already proven your competence. If you haven't impressed your audience yet, vulnerability can only hinder you. In a study of lawyers interviewing for jobs, only those who were already in the top 10% of interviewees did better when they showed their true selves. On this topic, Adam gives tip one. Authenticity without bounds is careless. He discusses another case where a gossip website writer had to learn how to curb her bluntness, which leads to tip two. Authenticity without empathy is selfish. And then the case of a CAA employee whose heretical but forward-thinking views weren't being taken seriously led to tip three. Authenticity without status and trust is risky. By editing what Sarah said about her pregnancy, God was modeling tip one authenticity with bounds, and tip two, authenticity with empathy. More on tip three later. Next, the angels who had been in Abraham's tent rose to go to the cities of Sodom Sodom and Gomorrah. God tells Abraham that the cities have sinned greatly and that God will destroy them. These cities were known as places devoid of kindness, hospitality, and goodness, filled with every kind of corruption known to us. And yet Abraham says to God, and you'd even destroy the righteous of this city with the wicked? What if there are 50 righteous people in the city? You wouldn't save the city on their merit? It is far from you, Khalilalacha, to do a thing like that. Here, Avraham is directly referring to the character of God and also showing his own goodness. Avraham is exhibiting tip three from earlier. Authenticity with status and trust. 
as someone God has already promised a nation of many to come. Abraham has status and he also has God's trust. He's done everything God has wanted him to do so far. Leave Haran, change his name, move away from everyone he knows to go to a strange land, etc. And therefore he has the status to question God. When Hashem agrees to 50 people, Abraham challenges him again, asking if Hashem will spare the city for 45 righteous men, then 40, then 30, then 20, and even 10. The cities are destroyed anyway, but we know that God didn't ignore or forget Abraham's plea. We have to assume that there were even 10 righteous people in the cities. Then, sure enough, one year after being promised that they would have a child, Yitzchak, Isaac, is born to Sarah and Abraham. After 90 and 100 years, respectively, of waiting for a child together, finally, Abraham and Sarah have their beloved Yitzchak. Years later, once Yitzchak is at least in his late 20s, according to some sources, others say he was 37, Abraham is tested again. God tells him to take Yitzchak as an ola, a burnt offering. And Abraham does it. No complaints, no arguing. He is set to sacrifice his son when, thank God, a malach Hashem, an angel of mercy, intervenes. And now we are here, one of the most difficult sections of the Torah to understand. Akedat Yitzchak, the binding of Isaac. A second ago in our Parsha, Avraham challenged God not just once, but six times about destroying a sin-ridden pair of cities that he didn't even live in. But when God wants Avraham to sacrifice his long-awaited son with Sarah, he says nothing and just goes with it? I don't like the explanations of, Avraham had the most incredible faith, he was willing to do anything for God. Or, Avraham is the perfect example of true, blind faith. These really just don't do it for me. God has also promised Avraham many descendants. Descendants of Yitzchak, his spiritual heir specifically, four times already in previous Parshio. So, how can Avraham go ahead with the sacrifice of Yitzchak with all these confusing contradictions? Let's backtrack. What reasons could Hashem be testing Avraham for at this point? Hasn't Avraham proved himself already? We learned that the most defining characteristic of Avraham was his chesed, his kindness and goodness. My theory is that Hashem was seeing if there was a limit to Avraham's endless kindness. As we learned earlier, even the greatest authenticity can be a hindrance unless it's bound by something. Though it is admirable that Avraham was incredibly kind, maybe Hashem wanted to see that Avraham also had the characteristic of gevura, restraint or severity. Gevura also happens to be the Mida, the characteristic which Yitzchak is associated with. Authenticity and kindness are definitely different things, but you see where I'm drawing the comparison. I'm also drawing back to tip three. Authenticity without status and trust is risky. At this point in Abraham's life, every time God asked him to do something difficult, it turned out all right. God told Abraham he would be okay if he left Haran, that if he was willing to undergo a brit milah, a circumcision, his descendants would forever be bound in a covenant with God and inherit the land of Israel, that he would have a son even at the age of 100. All of these things have built up a status and trust between God and Abraham. I guess we could hypothesize what Abraham was thinking, but it seems to me that Abraham couldn't imagine that the same God who had watched over him, who had guided him and fulfilled his promises, who had given him the child with his barren wife, then would have him kill that same son? To use the same language as when Abraham was questioning God in destroying Sodom and Amora, to have Abraham sacrifice his son would be a far from God, far from you. Abraham knows what is godly and what isn't, and therefore this test is really a test of Abraham's experiences thus far with God. 
That feels like emuna or faith to me. Gam zu tova. This too is for the good. Meaning that this will be okay because in the past it was okay and because I have seen how God works and how my life has been impacted. Blind faith isn't acting without thought. It's acting with lots of thought and lots of context and lots of knowing. So this coming week, I encourage you to think about using these tips in your authentic life and even further think about how this kind of amuna can be used in your life. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it so much. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, or subscribe. And I hope you have a great, great weekend.